Welcome to Doc Talks, brought to you from NerdWorks Media. Welcome back to Doc Talk, where I Doc Talk. Today we're going to be talking about metagaming. And again, I'd like to let you know that what I say as a disclaimer is not rules is written. I don't speak for Nerdworks Media. I don't speak for Dungeons and Dragons. I speak on my own tables and my extensive knowledge of different kinds of games, including Dungeons and Dragons. But that is not all I am limited to. I wanted to touch on metagaming today because there's a guy i'm fully committed at this point on tiktok who is using his platform to try to get ahead trying to get a lot of people to stitch him or he really believes what he's saying and it um it brought up some interesting points from other creators that are out there and so i just wanted to jump on the bandwagon i guess Spend some episode 14, some podcast time to live in infamy about me talking about some metagaming. So let's jump into this. Uh, you're going to see some pictures scrolling through if you're on the uh, the the Twitches. You're going to see Bros and Dragons podcast link, uh, which has never been taken down from Twitter and is brand new to TikTok, which I started. We are revamping Bros and Dragons podcast. Uh, so season three, six years later, will be released. I'm kind of excited about that. Um, this is, it goes back into our series that we've been talking about, toxic tables and how to avoid them. And I, I honestly think it's super important. Mike hit on min-maxers two weeks ago. Last week I hit on uh, rules lawyers. This week we're talking about metagaming. And you can see this as like a whole series of how not to have a toxic table or what to do, what not to do. Mike likes to tell me a lot, and uh, it's not new, but I like how he puts it, that specifically Dungeons & Dragons is a collective, cooperative game where people tell a story together. Uh, as you guys know, even though I call myself DM Doc on social media... It's only because DM is the word that was used forever. It's what we always called somebody in Dungeons & Dragons who was leading the game. And the DM's whole job is to create a story or an area to tell a story. Or if you want to look at it, the narrator of the book. And since they're the narrator of the book, or in my case, I'm writing a whole world, putting an entire world together. And if you're on Twitch, uh, you'll see the maps pop up from certain areas of the maps that we've created. And I have to tell a story in this. I didn't have to, but ended up creating a whole pantheon of gods, heroes of history, books that I'm writing out, kind of what they talk about now. I didn't have to. I could have easily tapped into, I don't know, Faerun of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Galanthria, I think that's how you pronounce it, and Pathfinder. 
could have used fate and created our whole new world, but this is something I've been working on a decade. And so it's very important to me and for me to tell you about it. Metagaming in and of itself is not a terrible thing. It's what you do about metagaming. And I, I'm pretty sure somebody's going to get mad at me for saying that particular set, but metagaming in and of itself is not bad. Metagaming is one of those things that we do without thinking about it, right? We know the history. Uh, they keep using trolls as an example, on uh, which I think is funny, on TikTok. And anybody who knows who's ever played games, who's played Dungeons & Dragons or any other game or, or seen the made-up history of this made-up creature that trolls regenerate unless they're burnt. And so... People think that metagaming is knowing that or trying to figure out how my if my character would know that. In any game system, no, that's not metagaming. Metagaming is, what's a good example? We'll talk about the troll burning thing. We're fighting a troll. My fighter knows that you have to burn the troll with fire. Why does he know it? Because in my background, this. And it could be something that the the storyteller the dm the gm has not heard understood it's never been brought up before that's a metagamer that is somebody who is trying to make this a reality mike and i talked recently about uh, knowing what certain classes are in DD. how would anybody's character who's not a warlock know what a warlock is it came up while i was playing heron and it basically turned into the conversation like this, which is, hey, how does Heron know what a warlock is? He doesn't. He doesn't know what warlock is at all. If you heard part of that story, you know that Heron knew the ritual because it was passed down. When he was in his greatest need, he was supposed to do this ritual, and he did it. He made a pact and became a warlock. But in the game, I had to put Warlock because that's the class I chose for ooh, the class I chose for Heron. But Heron didn't know he was a warlock. So what do we do with that information? Well, I'm a little metagamey in that I knew Heron was a warlock. So I decided how the spells were gonna go early on, and there's nothing wrong with that. I knew what the spells were. I chose them for Heron, even though Heron wouldn't know what they were. And I gave NerdWorks, or Mike, a, a little present in that I didn't even pick who I was, my patron is going to be in that game. I said, it's up to you, buddy. <laughs> you tell me what effects that that's going to have, and I will just, or you could just put it on my character sheet, whatever. See, metagaming in and of itself, it's a term used. It's not, it doesn't have a real definition, so, but it's accepted that's a term used in role-playing games, which describes a player, a player's use of real knife knowledge concerning the state of the game to determine their character's actions. When said character has no relevant knowledge or awareness under the circumstances. So, I know something my character doesn't. Metagaming, I would make my character do it because I know it's the right thing to do. The definitions I found, they go on, refers to plot information in the game, such as secrets or events occurring uh, away from the character. So in my games, I do cutscenes. The characters don't know what's going on, but my players do. 
again, I'm blessed. I'm not one of these people who are, I'm just getting into Dungeons and Dragons or I'm just getting into role-playing games. And I'm, I'm definitely not one of those people, I'm not trying to find people to play the game with me. I have quite a few in my life, but that's because I built this up and I built this reputation up. And so when I DM or I play, I get to choose which kind of table I want to be at. I get to choose what I do. And in doing so, I get to be a little bit more picky about who's going to be at my table or who I'm going to play with. If I'm not comfortable with another player, I probably won't go. Or if I'm trying to give them a chance, I might. I'll be honest with you. Like, Impressions are a problem, but also people change. These are things that we have to decide for ourselves. And I have decided that I don't want to be the guy who just, no, we're not going to do it, or yes, we are going to do it. Like, Just give them a chance to see what happens, especially if they sound like they're making changes. I've played with metagamers in the past, and I don't like it. Um, and, and it's okay to have metagame knowledge. I am used to DMs being really good players. All they want to do is play. They don't care what the story is. They will pretend not to know anything. But I have met a few. Uh, one in particular where we were playing a game. Nobody else at the table except this one guy understood what the book was because he's been through the book. And And I'm not a big run a book campaign kind of person but if i have too many games going on and i'm already planning too many games i don't want to put more on my plate so sometimes i'll just grab a book and we'll go with it and in the book an event happened and it was one of those really cool moments in fact i was watching people get a little excited about it when i started describing what was happening and basically the player just kind of blurted it out rolled his eyes and huffed and ruined it for the entire table we had to stop and process what just happened there. I, as a DM, GM, storyteller, even somebody on the outside, I don't care if you know the story. You are not going to impress me by telling me the story. I hope that makes sense. You are not ever going to impress me by guessing or remembering what the story is. These are not things that I'm impressed by. But in the middle of a fight, there might be something that you know would help your character out. And it might be possible that your character knows. This is not metagaming. As we know, we, we read it, right? And metagaming is when we use it to force them to have it. But I've had the conversation before. I know trolls are burned by fires. Everybody knows here. But can I make a role for my character to know? And I think this is a problem with the rule sets and becoming more streamlined. In every game I've ever played, you're absolutely allowed a role to know your character to know something. There's a role associated with it. A lot of different games have that written into the rules somewhere. In Pathfinder, it's a big thing. In fact, so much in Pathfinder, Starfinder, that if you're trying to get information about a monster, there actually is a whole DC set, what you would know, how many pieces of information you can get in that. And when we have that at our disposal, we know we can make rules. A lot of people don't like to use it or whatever their claims are, but it... it usually takes up one of your actions to do this in a game. Metagaming in itself is terrible if you're going by the rules, but knowing a game is not terrible at all. 
if I made a character that their whole thing was that they hunted down trolls, I wouldn't, I think I wouldn't have to if I, and again, this is important too. I've been talking about this for weeks. DMs don't be lazy. Make your characters or make your, your, have your players make their characters with you so that you understand every aspect of what their character is doing and you get it built out. But if, I know that your character hunted trolls as part of, in my game sessions, it's called The Ward. And The Ward hunts abominations and aberrations around the world to try to keep it safe because the veil's thinning and they know it. I can get into that another time. <laughs> if I know your character knows it, there's no roll. If there's a possibility from your character's background that they may know it, I'm going to let you roll. If you want to roll just to roll, there's actually rules and the DCs are higher for that as well. We have to understand these things. We have to know that there is a way to do this, and every game has it. I haven't really looked it up in D&D 5e, and it might be in there, but it's not something that we talk about all the time. We, as DMs, have to understand that not every rule is there. Not every exact how to do what is going to be in the rules. And sometimes we're going to have to make rules up as we go. Now, if your character is like, just starts yelling out, burn it with fire, and there's no reason whatsoever, your, your background is pirate. And now you're yelling, burn it with fire. Mm, I'm going to argue that's not going to be the right answer either. <laughs> I did find a lot about metagaming, and there are a few words that they always talk about metagaming. Metagaming is considered unsportsmanlike. It's considered cheating. Um, in competitive gaming context, and I'm trying to find something related to that because I don't know that uh, that particular wording. I might, this might be a new thing. Generally poorly received, and it, it subverts the emphasis of accurate uh, character descriptions based on in-game experience and backstory. Because you know, though, doesn't mean that you shouldn't roll to see if your character knows that there really is a reason for your character to know. Now, if you've been an artist your entire life or a farmer your entire life and you lived in a city and there's no trolls around that city sure you can roll the dc is going to be way higher it's going to be what it is and the knowledge rolls that ragey brought up we were talking about that but you had to be trained in the knowledge to roll for the knowledge so you actually had to take a skill and put it there you had to make the decision to make knowledge as part of what you wanted to have metagaming that destroys a story. Um, as the examples I put on TikTok were, well, this guy we're about to talk to, he's the big bad evil guy. So if we kill him now, the campaign's over, we win. Like that kind of thought process is a terrible thought process. And like I said, there's a guy going around, I'm not going to mention his name because I don't want you to go find his videos and I don't want you to watch them. Watch all the stitches that are going to come out of it and you'll know what I'm talking about. Who is making a complete fool of himself. Basically, what he's saying is the only people that have a problem with metagaming, with rules lawyering, whatever. And I haven't really watched all those videos because I don't want to give them any more watch time. The only people that have a problem with that are straight white males. I will say one of my favorite responses that I've seen from a lot of creators that I like is, very bold of you to assume that I'm straight. But it's just this attacking motion. This is... Uh, if I had to guess, this this guy, if I was to talk to people who played it as tables, they would have 
not very many positive things to say. And I tried to be positive when I responded to one of his videos. And it was about metagaming. And it's because what he described originally as metagaming in his original video, it wasn't metagaming. He, he was like, oh, metagaming, using it to get better at the game, blah, 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 blah. No, no. And it's not even min-maxing to know that a barbarian should probably have high strength. To know that the rogue should probably have a high dex. To know that a, bar, a bard should have some or a high charisma. Like, these are... That's not metagaming, that, that character creation and knowing enough about the characters to do what's right. I, I guess the problem is, is not only did he, uh, the original video, he misdefined it, but then he made videos to make himself look stupider because he basically said, no, I'm, I'm talking about exactly this. Metagaming is a better way to game. I'm still trying to find a video where somebody is like, yeah, I agree with this guy. <laughs> I've found a few from game creators that I like that were talking about um, metagaming and games that they've built. and But they're talking about what I'm talking about, what Ragey brought up, the knowledge roles that were in these old games or the roles before they were called knowledge, you could make a role as part of your turn. That's how long I've been playing. It's metagaming itself that destroys things. The metagamer for, I've read this book before, and I'm going to destroy the surprises to people. I will admit that Dungeons & Dragons, specifically Dungeons & Dragons, was a strategic war game. It was. It's what it was built for. It was built as a strategy war game. As it grew up, as it evolved, it became more role-playing. It be. It allowed people to be what they couldn't be in real life. It allowed people to have a say and a voice. And, and, and we're in a weird day with Dungeons & Dragons. We're in a day that everybody talks about the straight, white, male gatekeepers. But my Dungeons & Dragons has always been, and this is what I perceived, is this very inclusive group. Like... It was just surprising you wanted to play. But then again, when I played Dungeons & Dragons way back when, it wasn't, you know, the cool kids weren't doing it. <laughs> Not everybody was looking for a table. It was just this nerdy game that you needed friends to play. And it turned into something bigger. Whether you like it or not, what Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast have done with the game, that's on you. I know a lot of people don't like 4th edition I don't mind it. It is more video game centric where you have things and they are on cooldowns depending on when you use the last ones. And it has more of a video game feel, but they were redesigning a game that pretty much a lot of people had given up on. And I think that Pathfinder knows that they owe a lot to Wizards of the Coast for revamping Dungeons and Dragons and making it, uh, bring it to the forefront of culture. In fact, they did something I thought was impossible, which is they made it cool. And and I used to love it, but I never assumed it to be cool. I don't think that old school metagaming was a bad thing. I think it was part of it. When you talk about these giant dungeon crawls or these strategic war maps, what Dungeons & Dragons is originally supposed to be, there is nothing wrong with it. The problem comes... With today's games where it's a role-playing game and now the books are 
more role-playing, more fantasy, more surprises, more shocking results, more cliffhangery stuff. And I think people enjoy that. It feels more like making a movie than writing a book, almost. When you ruin that aspect, it's like having somebody ruin a movie for you. And I'm not talking about, like, oh, spoilers, like talking about something that's been out for a decade. But, like, as somebody's walking out of a movie theater and they blurt out a, a big surprise and everybody who's waiting to go in to see it for the first time hears it, I don't know why people find that amusing. I don't. I think that you just basically destroyed it or possibly destroyed it for somebody, depending on what they were there for. And we have to be really careful that we're not doing that. Having knowledge for your character is the same as having knowledge for... Or the other way around. See, we we just got done talking for a while now about your character not knowing something that the player knows. But I can't tell you how many times I can easily argue that my character knows something that I absolutely don't. Whether it's what happened at last session for my character was like an hour ago. For me, might have been two weeks ago. Of course, my character might know. Or is more likely to know. Not even might. It's probably going to (laughs) know. But there's no role for that, right? Or we do make a role for that. This happened an hour ago for my character. Why am I making a history role to remember it? I don't know. It's just this weird... The, the metagame thing is weird to me because I don't see why it's an argument. I don't see how it's a problem. I don't see how people don't see it as a problem. And originally I thought, because this is the way I think, that it was just people not understanding or having the wrong definition, as we've done so many times. Characters do retain more than we do is a really good, especially how many times you play it. I've talked about fake games. I play in a fake game. Um, That group decided to make it Firefly, so we based it in the Firefly world. And in doing so, we, we meet once a month. I take really good notes. A few of the people, I've encouraged everybody to take a diary, like written like their character, and they share it as well, which has turned out to be a really awesome idea. And in doing so, they retain a lot more because they go back and read it they also really enjoy the game so it makes sense that they go back and read that as well and 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 reread it and know it and and they as characters and they as players both know what's going on we are at a point where they don't know anymore i've confused them there's nothing they can do about it because i did that and it's fun and we could try to rules lawyer it all we want but if I'm a thief in a thief guild in a big city, why am I going to know anything about dragons and displacer beasts and beholders? I might hear stories, but I'm not going to know about them. I'm not going to know enough about them. But if I am a monster hunter, and like I said, in my games, there's something called the ward. And the ward is this homebrew where they go around killing monsters and aberrations. I haven't had anybody play a ward yet, but if somebody was to come to me and want to play a ward in one of my games, they would have a a better chance of low-level creature knowledge. Um, The statement is adventurers will hear stories of other lands. Yeah, they might. That's a history check. 
That's a wisdom or a knowledge check. And and how long ago did you hear it? And and this is where you need to trust your players and where you need to trust your DM. Let's say that my I have a character and they know it. I need to trust that my character is going to play it. Hello. That my player is going to play that character knowing the information in a way that makes sense, that's genuine, that feels normal, that feels organic in it. I'm not saying that they wouldn't recognize some of them. But, again, I guess it depends, huh? What's your game? Are you a big XP for killing? Because if that's your thing, then they've probably seen a lot of them because they're out there with that and doing the the killing for the XP to get bigger and better, right? But how many of these guys have ever seen a lich before? I mean, honestly, if you heard about this lich thing in real life, you would think somebody was making it up, they were crazy, or you might believe it and have all the misinformation too. When we talk about what they do know, we don't want to talk about, and we never want to have this conversation, but we should, of the information that they might have wrong. Why do they have to always have the truth? See, this is a thing. Like You can look into vampire history, right? Look at vampires and see how to kill a vampire. And depending on which area you're from, which culture your background is, they do not agree. If it was one of these where there really is this vampire, which one of those are right? Within the rules of all tabletop games, there's a role or something within the system, at least in the ones that I've played. I'm not going to say that all of them have it, but in the ones that I've played that are more realistic, there's usually a role that you're, you can use. You can forego one of your actions, your movement, your bonus action, whatever you have. There's always an exchange where you can see if you know about the knowledge of it. But there's never a time, unless it's specifically in your background, and again, me as a DM, I'm going to be building my players' characters with my players. I'm going to know what they have an information about, and I'll make that judgment call, and I think I'm pretty fair about it, of you do know or you don't know without making a role, or make a role because there's a reason that you might know. I play enough with different people, and when newer people come, I always have the same problem. And that's, they talk to an NPC to get information, they get information from the NPC, and then they assume that the NPC was telling them the truth. I love that you guys trust your DMs like that. I, and I've played characters like that because the character wouldn't know that what they were talking about wasn't the truth. We don't want to have that conversation. <laughs> We want to talk about all the good things but not all the bad things kind of thing? No. No, we don't want to do that. We want to talk about what our characters know. We want to make them better. We want to make them better, better, faster, more knowledgeable. We want to win D&D. And we can't do that. That's not winning. I've never read a book knowing the end of it and enjoyed the book. I take that back. I've read Moby Dick a few times and I've always enjoyed it. But it's because it's not the end that I enjoy. It's the comedy that's written in there. I use NPCs to keep the story moving and love having NPCs disagree, make the PCs choose. Yes, absolutely, that's a great one. What I'm saying is, there's a way for your characters to know knowledge that there's a possibility for them to have knowledge. Metagaming is when the player knows something, the character wouldn't have a reasonable way of knowing, and they push that so that their character knows it. 
whether it's destroying a story because the person's played through that adventure path before or that book design or whatever they're calling themselves nowadays, whether they're going to talk about monsters because the player has the entire monster manual memorized, had a great conversation about that. I would love to know how you would know the entire monster manual as your PC when I've actually talked to people and they were like, yeah, I knew that was in the Monster Manual, but I've never seen it used before. NPCs disagreeing with each other adds flavor is a wonderful idea. I love it. I used to put fake rumors in taverns uh, just to see what my PCs or my players would do with it. We need to know how much of the world is hidden and how much isn't. I'll bring it back to my original one. My character, Heron, was a warlock. Explain to me within reason, how anybody knows what a warlock is. I know we know because that's the title when we build our character, right? We go to the book and it says warlock and we start filling in the information. But how do other people know what a warlock is? And I played it where my character didn't know what a warlock was. He didn't know what he did when he made that pact. He followed something that happened because there was no reasonable way that he would know. And I would argue when it comes to warlocks, how would you know that you even met a warlock? The wizards, there's sorcerers, there's clerics, there's paladins, there's druids, all these magic users out there. How do you know that specifically you met a warlock? I would say within reason you wouldn't know. I would say that Doc's Witcher character may know. Because he has this book. But then again, I might argue that he might not because he's hunting monsters. He might learn and write it in the book and the next person might know. Troll burning is knowledge that we all have, but that's knowledge that nerds have because we play a lot of video games and they put trolls in there. We know we have to burn them. Or we played enough D&D and we know we got to burn them. It's okay to have knowledge about the game. And it's okay between players to talk about knowledge in the game. What we need to be careful of is how much of that knowledge we allow our characters to know and, and how much we allow the game to be played. People have a tendency to feel the need to put things into a box. They maybe have a generic term for people that loosely fall into a group of that people. They are known to have made a deal with a being, but it would be usually usually Maybe. Or maybe they just think they're a kind of sorcerer. Like, all the new books that keep coming out, how many sorcerers are we at now? Right? And, and, and G-Rath, thank you for, for saying that. There's a ton of sorcerers, and, and the more books that come out, we have more sorcerers. And now we have a Celestial Pack Warlock. I'm not going to say good or bad about it. Haven't played it. That's why I'm not going to talk about it. However, how do I know that's a warlock and not a cleric or a priest or a new kind of cleric or a different kind of druid or... You know what I'm saying? Or a different kind of sorcerer. We have an arcane cleric. We have a celestial warlock. We have wildfire druids. The game gets better with this, but it keeps speaking to this we don't know thing. Enjoy the role play of your games. Don't destroy it with this knowledge Allow, as a DM, your players to have a role, no matter what game you're playing, for a knowledge of some kind of check. And knowing and being a good DM, 
you built the character the the PC with the player, so now you know how hard it would be for that person. And all DCs don't need to be the same. I know this is gonna bring up this is gonna hurt. Anybody who's played second edition, <laughs> I'm going to hurt feelings. Thaco was not that bad. It was bad for DMs because it caused us to have to do a lot more prep work. But having everybody have to roll differently to hit, because some people use spells, some people use range attacks, some people use melee weapons, was not a bad thing. Because today, most of the time, no matter what games you watch, even if you watch some of the bigger ones on YouTube, you watch them figure out what the DC is. I don't know why that's important. Roll the dice, add the number, see if it hits. Do you know why DMs ask if something hits? It's not because we know it hits. Hey, does a 25 hit? It might have, but you have shield, you have reaction, you have all this other stuff. You know things about your character I might not remember, and I'm giving you the opportunity to do or say something about it. It's not because I'm gloating. Variety is cool, but it's so much to keep track of. Yep. I mean, that's true. And it doesn't stop, G-Rath. That's the honest thing. In every iteration we see, even in second edition, we had something called kits. And kits were like expanded versions that put things that weren't in the book in there. It was kind of the errata of the time. DMs don't give your stuff or give your players bees that they can't beat. Make it challenging. Let them have roles if it makes sense. Things that they may have heard in children's stories. How much information have we passed as a society through history, through kids' songs? Think about that. These are amazing things. Metagaming destroys the amazing possibilities, the character building. I, I talked about it before, and I'll say it again. I don't like alignments, and here's why I don't like alignments. I don't like alignments because it locks a character down to be a certain way. It doesn't allow the character to have growth because... Unless you have a movable chart, which is fine. I'm not a big fan of the alignment thing. By putting it on the paper, your actions will determine if you're evil or good. Or your characters, your PC actions. Your PC actions will determine if you are lawful or chaotic or neutral. I don't think you need to write that down on a piece of paper. But then again, I do understand that this is a game whose rules were made for 12-year-olds that don't get into the moral and ethical compositions that we do about the game, about metagaming, and so forth. A friend of mine, Damien, and I love being at his table, um, he has a sliding chart he keeps for all his players. And when you do something good, bad, or good, evil, or you do something that's lawful or chaotic, he moves you around. He knows your alignment and you might not. I thought it was a lot of fun to play at that table. And the reason he tracks it, and then I see the reason, is there's some weapons where you have to be certain aligned to use. Or if you try to like get on a nightmare horse and you are of good alignment, the nightmare horse does damage to you. But if you're in evil alignment, it doesn't. Or I don't remember. I'm doing this off the top of my head. And they're different everywhere, including MTG. Oh, you start burning. I wonder why. Why Why didn't you burn? <laughs> How do you know? Don't. And then these are the parts of the game that you really get bogged down in that don't make any reason. Um, I've said it before. An evil character can selfishly want to save the world as much as a good character does. It might be for different reasons, but you're getting the same thing done. There's no reason that 
but we also probably should do one of these dog talks on how to play an evil character just so that you understand that an evil character isn't necessarily that absolute point at them no big bad evil guy right because i call all my bad guys misunderstood people having knowledge about a game is not bad having an opportunity for the characters to know the knowledge that the player knows about the game is not bad as long as it's within reason forcing my character to know something just because i know it is a terrible thing and not having a way for my character to know something just because i forgot it is an absolute disgrace, and we as DMs need to be better. I really do always appreciate the conversations, and trust me, I do appreciate when you disagree with me. I am a big discourse and rhetoric person, and I I don't need yes people. I love to hear the difference of opinions, and I love what you guys did as well. Remember always to love one another. Keep it nerdy, and live your dreams. Later. This has been a NerdWorks production.